Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the most Mozzalicious co-host around. Mm, that's a new one. That's a new yep. one. <laughs> uh, I, I realized I hadn't thought of anything, so I'm like, uh. Delicious <laughs> definition. Delicious yeah. definition. Make the pics go loco. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, we went, uh, we had a pretty good week, I think. Yeah, we each went uh, 13 and 3. The misses came up. Let's see. Um, the Oh, yeah. I, I ended up changing to Carolina because of the injuries. He stayed on Denver. And then, let's see. We missed on uh, New Orleans, which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we always are okay with the Saints losing. And then Washington, San Fran. You ended up going San Fran. I picked Washington there. And then mm-hmm. we missed the Pittsburgh call, which they looked bad. They so, looked they look bad. They did the thing we were gambling on them do on them doing. They did not do that thing. We'll, we'll get to that. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we'll start off with uh, Houston at Chicago because that's the order we have it in here. Um, Houston was really bad. They had no one, <laughs> like no, anybody, no Fuller, really. no Cooks. Like when they have Cooks, like when they had Cooks, still like they at least competed um, with the Colts previously. But when the Bears wreck you it's a problem yeah especially when their like offense is looking really good when their offense looks really good your defense is really bad yeah like, <laughs> real, like really bad it's more it's more egg than chicken <laughs> i don't know if they would put up that many points on the jets <laughs> i honestly don't know if like the jets would give up that many points to the to the bears they might but I mean that was that's pretty gross. If only they played <laughs> thirty six <laughs> points. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty poor display. Uh, David Montgomery got an eighty yard touchdown, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, that pretty much buoyed his day because um, the rest of the way they just passed. So good thing he got that in for you. Um, if you have David Montgomery, you've been really happy lately. He's been kind of balling out the last few games, and I'm curious if it's going to continue or not because. <sighs> I feel like the Vikings could be a really like bad time for Dave Montgomery fantasy uh, people. Well, he has been most of the year. They don't have the best run blocking. But yeah, like when the defense is a turnstile. That's okay. Yeah, which you know Houston is. Because I'm I'm, pulling up, <laughs> I'm trying to pull up his game logs here real quick just to see like where he's been because he had a couple good weeks early on, like like some heavy reception weeks too and stuff, but. The last two weeks has been good, like yards and touchdowns. But yeah, for most of the year, it was pretty underwhelming. So I, I have a hard time thinking he'll like stay on a tear. Yeah, it's one of those where like if he if you somehow made the playoffs with David Montgomery, he's rewarding you now. But the likelihood that you did because you had him on your team might not be very high. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'm curious. Well, I guess I guess the Minnesota defense is way different now than it was even a year ago, so I can't really go like Trubisky versus Minnesota game logs, can I? Um, because like because sometimes divisional you can kind of go off that, but I don't know. There's not really a lot there. I feel like just because of how much the defense has changed. So eh. I don't. I feel, I feel like divisional opponent will be able to like they've seen enough Mitch. They know he's bad. <laughs> Although I do want to bring up a quick thing. So I see here you said you say water is not wet. I disagree. I think water, water is not wet. I think water is wet because it's a bunch of H2O molecules, right? So when like when there's Correct. more than one single molecule, if the H2O molecule molecule is the water, if they're touching, then they're getting each other wet. That's my argument for it. 
No, not at all. <laughs> water, water makes itself wet. Water does not make itself wet. Wetness is a perception via the lack of friction on a surface. Hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to dig into this too much right now. <laughs> like but... if you fall in the ocean, your skin becomes wet. Yes. The water itself, like when people people always say that, it says water is still wet. Water is not wet. Water makes surfaces wet. It is not a quality of the compound in and of itself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm I, I just looked at wetness. Well, we, well, we won't spend too much time on this debating it because I know it's a hot topic. But um, you say water is not what I say water is what. We'll uh, we'll see. You know, by the end of the year, we can reach a conclusion on that and add that to our picks. Um, but yeah, in the we need in to the get, um, what's his name, Neil deGrasse Tyson in here. Yeah, we'll have him on our pod asking if water is what or not. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this team uh, this team needed cooks. The the uh, Texans did because without it was a little tough for them to get much going. So if they're back next week against the Colton, a quick rematch, which we have a lot of like late season divisional double ups this year as far as like division opponents like playing each other twice in the last like few weeks of the year. And then um, Mitch, he seems to like his big pass catchers, likes tight ends. Using a lot of A-Rob. Um, Cole Komet's gotten a ton of targets lately, so he's a nice, like, if you're, you know, someone who has been relying on, say, Hayden Hurst, and you're tired of it, you, you could maybe turn to Cole Komet. <laughs> Has he, uh, did he do all right last week? Um, he got four for 41, so, I mean, decent. Jimmy Graham ended up, ended up getting the touchdown. But, well, that's what always happens. Yeah. Is, but, because, yeah, yeah Jimmy Kom- Graham. Yeah, Komet's got seven targets each the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get into, uh, you know, tight end streams next episode but before uh before that we'll move on to dallas at cincinnati and this game put, this game put the eu in review <laughs> yeah there's not a whole lot to talk about i uh i don't know i we didn't really want anyone from the Bengals side and pretty yeah much i thought zeke would do well but he did yeah that's the big surprise i think yeah, they, they split a lot of work with Pollard, which I guess the game kind of got out of hand quickly. So, yeah, and then Pollard ended up getting a receiving touchdown. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. Eh, eh. Yeah, they used Pollard for the creative play calls. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Gio got benched after a fumble, uh, which was like he, he never did, fumbles. to be fair, have a butt fumble. <laughs> it was a butt fumble. Yeah, I think it, it might have been a pride thing at that point. Like, he's just it, like, you know. <laughs> It wasn't the butt fumble, but it was a he was ran a into a lineman fumble. pass and fumbled it. it <laughs> <laughs> his own lineman. It was you know, it was a bungle fumble. Yeah. Is he uh, <laughs> on the injury report with a hurt ego? <laughs> um, but yeah, Zeke. I mean, you you would think Zeke would have a good day. It's not necessary. You know, I guess Cincinnati's run defense has improved slightly on the year, but like. The game script alone kind of lended itself to running the ball with Zeke a lot and said he had 12 carries. Yeah, they did get 11. Yeah, they did get a defensive touchdown. Like, they, they, they had no trouble moving the ball through the air, really, though. And, like, they didn't really need to move the ball much. Yeah. Um, I don't, one, one takeaway, I think, is if, like, on Cincinnati's side, I know they didn't score much because of, like, turnovers and fumbles and shit. How many fumbles did they have? They lost three fumbles this, as a team. They did. Yeah, they lost three. Um, so. Like, Brandon Allen had an okay day, and, like, they moved the ball against Dallas. I think it just goes to show how bad Dallas' defense is still, even though yeah. Um, it's, yeah, like, even though since seen they didn't score much, they're still really bad. 
That's a good point. I mean, he was 27 of 36 for 217 yards. I mean, short passes, six yards per pass, you know, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a really good completion percentage off the top of my head. I don't know. That's in the seventies, right? 70 um, to eighties. Yeah. Let me see. 27 of 36. Does it tell me here? So I don't have to do the math. I can, I can math real quick. I got a calculator right here. 75%. Yeah. 79, 75. 75. Hey. Um, that's really good, man. So, like, Dallas' defense is still dreadful. Yeah, it's it's so bad. So, it's ugh, gross. They need their corners back. They do. They they need a lot. They need Dak back. Well, the, yeah, definitely. And I think they just lost another corner to COVID. Did um, they? Who was it? <laughs> uh, Chidobi Awuzie. Oof. Awuzie. It's a good name, but um, his name is so fun to say. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, this team has gotten pretty screwed over by injury this year. Like they're one of the like bad injury like teams this year. Which to be fair, they did have good injury luck for a while, especially with their line, as as you know, you've talked about a lot previously. Oh yeah, it was that was like two years in a row. Me saying like they've been really lucky with injuries. They haven't had any line injuries in like two years. It's gonna come. Um, I thought it was gonna happen last year, and then this year it was it was all of it yeah just all at once flooding in all, all at once like yeah. zach martin's done for the year i think tyron smith's done for the year they you know what's his name retired frederick yeah if you got a healthy o-line this year you're you're ahead of the curve but uh next up we've got kansas city at miami and this this game was very weird so mahomes had three picks i would say one and a half were his fault um one i think clyde should have caught it was a little high but like clyde maybe got two inches off the ground i don't know but it, and it was it was a tip one and i don't know maybe you can count the one as like a fourth or a half i don't know there was one that was definitely his fault and then there was the Xavier howard one which that's what i was originally counting as a half because it was like an amazing play that i didn't expect like i don't think anyone expected that ball to be picked all except for Xavier howard so Oh, I mean, I saw his interception. That was nasty. Yeah, it was bonkers. So like, that's yeah. that's what I counted as a half because, like, I'm like, if Tyreek fights for that ball more and, like, goes back up to it, maybe that's not picked. But I mean, Howard made a great play. Yeah, but it was absurd. I saw that pick, and uh, I got to say, I give that all on Mahomes because Mahomes' footwork on that throw was absolute dog shit. Oh, it no, was I like, um, that. It, was just it like was like college Mahomes. Like, gotcha, he, gotcha. he was planted – he didn't move his feet at all, and he just kind of tried to, you know, put his touch on it, which he can do. And for most corners, that would have worked probably, but it was Xavier Howard, and he 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 came down yeah. with it. Yeah, because that was when they were up thirty to ten, and then like he probably got careless in Miami, like started like trying to storm back. <laughs> yep, got to be smarter against that kind of defense, man. They, I mean, they kept it close, and to be honest, like Kansas City shouldn't be keeping it that close to them yeah this was a weird game because like you know miami got up and then all of a sudden chiefs throw up four four unanswered touchdowns and i'm like where have i seen this before <laughs> it's like huh got like mm. some shades of bill o'brien in my brain there. right <laughs> but um yeah the dolphins started slow in general like two started slow but they really came like cave and surge back like the i was like impressed even though they lost i was impressed that they're like resolved and like they came back they're a uh, well-coached you know, good team in a lot of ways. I mean, like, they have a lot of big flaws that are going to keep them from being, like, as good as the other top contenders still. But, mm-hmm. you know, for year one of a rebuild, the coaching they've had, like, 
you have to imagine Flores is on the short list of guys for coach of the year. Yeah, like him and Stefanski, I think, are pretty up there. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, Stefanski, McDermott, McVeigh, yeah. and Flores are like at the top. Of course, you probably have like your Andy Reeds. And yeah, I feel whatnot. like people will want to give it to the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I yeah, I would be totally be cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> All they needed was a guy to come in and. <laughs> Like not have suck. a scheme that matched their players. Yeah. Make <laughs> us not be ass. <laughs> their defense isn't even good yet, and it's still like just so much better. Yeah. Now that the, they have a competent offensive scheme. Yeah, the three monsoon games are like conducive to them <clears throat> winning. Which is funny. <laughs> like they're a team that wants monsoons. Right. Give us the shit, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then they all like the Dolphins also lost uh Parker Gasecki at various points in this game. Like Parker got hurt, Gasecki like dislocated his shoulder. So Ooh. Lynn Bounded ended up being the leading receiver, which he he's he had kind of already been coming on more as like a slot receiver for them, but he was solid this game. And it really makes me question the Raiders on like what the fuck they did. Like, because they tried to make him a running back. Basically, like when they drafted him, they listed him as running back, and that was one of the things that came uh-huh. up. Like, oh, okay, they listed him as running back, but like the Dolphins have been listing and using him as a receiver, and it's been pretty solid. So I'm like, it just comes back to me, like going back and forth, back and forth on like the Raiders management stuff, and like, do I like Mayock or not? <laughs> and I, I still feel like it's mo- yeah. it's more no than yes, and like that's one where I'm like, how do you give up that quickly and fuck up that much? And like they tried to say there was like character stuff or whatever, but. Clearly not. Like, I was literally. I think it was just that he wasn't a running back. Like, I think there's stuff about like he couldn't. Like, he wasn't like taking out the pass blocking well. It's like if if he's not a running back, he's not a running back. And they were just too stubborn about it. I guess I don't know. Like, they yeah, use more receivers too. It's weird, isn't it? It's kind of weird. Um, they did try to say it was about character stuff, but I have a hard time imagining he would do okay in a Flores like. Yeah. We assume Flores, you know, adopts a certain mantra that the Patriots have, right? Like the sort of do your job, cut your head down, and like don't cause a a ruckus kind of thing. Yeah. And like the, I mean, the Pats, like Bill has, like does give second chances, but it's like a, like don't you fuck up second chance pretty much, I guess. Right. But like this is so like quickly after someone got drafted, like, and it was immediate. It was like, I, I know, like, like, we three, knew about it, but, like... three months, yeah. Yeah, and all lot of people, like, it was, like, before the season started, right? hmm Yeah, it was so weird, so... But, yeah, like, he and Matt Collins ended up leading receiving yards, and then he, uh, Tua and Gosecki have a great connection. We've kind of talked about it some, but... Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're, they're, they work really well together. Unfortunately, Gosecki's probably out for um, a game or two, depending on how shoulder is, but... This ended up turning into a, an entertaining game. Yeah, I mean, the final score is, what, 27-36 or something like that? Yeah, it was 30, pretty 30, close. 27 yeah. Like, like, once the Dolphins, like, got it within two touchdowns, you're like, all right, they've got a chance. So, <laughs> it made it solid. But, um, yeah, the uh, the Dolphins secondary, especially Xavier Howard, like, he's playing at that super high level again. And, obviously, you know, the Chiefs can pass fine because they've got Mahomes, Kelsey, Reek, but... Not every team's going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, wondering what's going on with their run game. If their pass blocking is just not working, so they're just abandoning it entirely or what. But, so, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 16 carries, and he had 32 yards. It's – I need to go back and watch more of the running 
obviously Tyreek Hill had his good run. But, like, is... I, you know what? I, I saw Le'Veon Bell. I saw, the like, the first quarter and a half of this game uh, before I had to go to work. And I saw Le'Veon Bell break off, like, two 10-yard runs I... almost back-to-back. And then I didn't see him again. Yeah, like... I think we all got overexcited about, like myself included. I, I, when, I, when Damian Williams was out for the year, I also got super excited about Clyde because I'm like, okay, if Damian Williams could do that, what can Clyde do? But I think we didn't put enough stock back into like our pre-draft evaluations on like who this guy is and how that she's like to use a running backs. And he, he just like doesn't. He just doesn't have enough power. Like is the thing. Yeah, he's definitely not your like bruising down the middle back um he's definitely more of your receiving work back yeah which he he, got, he had a good receiving line 559 for sure like, that's what you wanted that's what you like were like banking on with him when you drafted him but yeah he's just yeah he, he just hasn't been special like he hasn't been a first round running back this year he just has it yeah um it's yeah it's and you'd think in that offense like the passing game would be so feared that you would be able to run pretty freely they're just not really doing it yeah, but they're going know, to have to because yeah they're they're all they've also been missing what's his name like tardy tardif the doctor guy and then have they lost doctor. any other linemen <laughs> dr lineman yeah dr lineman <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm trying to um, see have they lost anyone else i i i mean they did for a few weeks they're i think they're like mostly healthy i don't know but altogether. it's hard to find. Yeah, okay. oh, oh, did they lose? Did they lose Mike Remmers maybe at some point? Well, they lost Mitchell Schwartz. Okay, I don't yeah. remember because if... as you lose Lyman, like it makes, it makes sense. Like if their blocking is kind of deteriorated some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone else though looks. I mean, I I don't know. Was Kalecio Semele going to be their starter? I'm not sure because he was with the Raiders. Yeah. Maybe he was. Pulling up their depth chart, taking the gander. <laughs> Although while we're looking this up, I do have a theory. Mm. I think Mahomes is afraid of the ocean. <laughs> so he his only interceptions this year have been against the Dolphins, <laughs> living in the ocean, and the Raiders, uh-huh. who are essentially pirates. And what do they pirates, pirates do? They sail the oh. ocean. So the ocean uh, Mahomes is afraid of the ocean. Oh my god, he's figured it out. So that's I think that's what you do. You um it's what thalassophobia, I think is what it's called. Yes. Thalassophobia. Yep, so Mahomes I think has thalassophobia. I've seen him so there's been pictures of him on lakes, but not oceans, so Interesting. Yeah, I gotta really is up. Finn the human. <laughs> but, oh, I subscribe I subscribe to that, by the way. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Because theory. I have a little bit of that. Really? Of the ocean, yeah. Like do you like not like to go out that far in the ocean or like what's the mine's more of like a lovecraftian like fear of the unknown kind of thing uh, I got like, you, got when you, got you're you. in like my biggest fear would be my plane crashing and i survive and uh, i'm floating in the middle of the atlantic and so, there's literally like the entirety of space beneath me so for you like flying over the ocean is worth than like walking into the ocean at a beach yeah, if I'm at a okay. beach, I you know I'm in control. Yeah, you know? okay. I don't go too it. far out. I can just chill in the water and have you know. Yeah. So like a cruise, you would be against or something like that. Obviously not after the COVID, but pre or post COVID. I would be opposed to cruises in many ways, 
before that, before the <laughs> before the ocean. So wait, wait, what, 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 what do you, what do you hate about the uh, idea of going on a cruise? God, it just sounds like the most boring, like white, <laughs> I, like just, I don't know. So it just seems so lame, and you're just like, it always seems more ideological on paper than when you actually do it i'm sure because you get there and you're like oh amazing look at this boat and then you're like oh this is my quarters and there's a window looking out into the ocean and it's like six feet wide this bed great (laughs) then you get seasick on like day four and you're throwing up over the side and they have more shrimp cocktail on the deck so you're just throwing up more (laughs) (laughs) it just seems like a not an actually great experience. I'm not a cruise person by any means. Gotcha. But also ridiculously expensive. Yeah, which I don't. Know, I mean, maybe maybe once uh, COVID's done, they'll be pretty cheap because they are really struggling right now. <laughs> get, <laughs> maybe get maybe <laughs> get the vaccine, go on a cruise. <laughs> My biggest thing was water in video games. Oh. Especially that low rendering water. (laughs) (laughs) The low render quality water, yeah. No idea what is in the ocean. Like the 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 water levels on Mario. Oh gosh. Oh my god! (laughs) I never finished that game because and that that. that's the worst because like how you die in the water. One of the ways is by falling too low on the screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Horrifying. Anyway. where were we? Oh yeah, the Chiefs online. Um, let's see. So, they. I think. I think. I'm pretty sure Mike Rivers got hurt. I can double check. He did. But, yeah, he yeah. got hurt. And then obviously Tardif has been gone. Let's see, I'm going through it. Let's yeah, see what, if Rivers is yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Because what has Eric Fisher been in and out some too? Because like obviously Schwartz is on IR. Yeah, Fisher is questionable right now for this week. Gotcha. Probably, probably playing, but so yeah, some online healthers. But the, the Dolphins online is trash too. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Speaking of trash, we had the Giants hosting the Cardinals, and the Cardinals won. This was one of the popular like upset picks, and we didn't get it. No nope, fake trap game. <laughs> I should have called it as my fake trap game. Yeah, but... we we rolled our uh, perception checks. Yeah, <laughs> checks, whichever it is. I don't remember. We're not buying. Yeah, this. got a natural oh, twenty. Uh... Found that disarmed the trap. <laughs> um. When you see a bunch of media heads calling for the Giants to upset and the line doesn't move, it's a fake trap. <laughs> yeah, the line move is key on that. Like, <laughs> oh man, it bar- yeah. I mean, and they it it wasn't close. <laughs> it, no, it was not. It was, it was not. not close. Yeah. One, one Daniel Jones can't run. He's bad. Ooh, yeah, that was rough. He had yeah. a really rough game. Yeah, six sacks. The Cardinals sacked him six times. Right. It was all, um, was it Hassan Riddick that was getting all the sacks this yeah, game? Yeah, I think he had like four some bullshit, yeah. Wait, no, no, wait, uh, yeah, he had five. Hassan, Hassan Riddick had five sacks. Wow. And then Cole McCoy got sacked twice as well, so the Cardinals generated eight sacks. The Cardinals. The Cardinals Yeah, eight and sacks. next week the Browns, who don't generate any pressure, will probably get like five sacks. Eight sacks and nine tackles for loss. So yeah. 17 plays netting negative yardage. They got, uh-huh. yeah, the, the Giants got wrecked. It was bad. 
I think I think it's really good though that you brought up the Daniel Jones not being able to run thing because he uses that. He's actually fairly yeah. athletic. I think that's the one way he is a lot different than Eli, even though he gets the comp all the time. Eli never ran the ball. No, no, yeah. Eli is <laughs> even a, when he Eli's was young, a statue. He didn't run it. Uh-huh. Um, Daniel Jones can run it, and he couldn't move really. Yeah, and they they had been using him like running design runs more right like lately, and like that's one of the <laughs> things about Daniel Jones is like you do have to account for him like scooting. And when you don't have to account for that, he's, you know, a lot worse. Yeah, yeah a lot uh, more one dimensional, a lot less. He's, he's Jameis. I, I, I don't know. I don't like. I mean, I don't know if that's the right comp, but like, it's not far off. It's not far off. Um, and I think that's important because the Cardinals are in a tough position. They are, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. And you might look at this game and think, like, oh, they have figured it out defensively. Like they're gonna do just fine. I would hold your horses. They've uh, they've got some tough matchups coming up uh, with the Eagles, Niners, and Rams. Two divisional. I don't think their defense has it has put it together, so to speak. I think the sack thing was more of a a product of Daniel Jones being unable to run. Yeah, it was Daniel Jones and the Giants more than anything. <laughs> yeah, um, they Arizona is still a flawed team that we like. We just. I will be really on board with them probably next year mm. or the year, the year after, but this is still like year two out of generally three to four of the rebuild. Yeah, they, yeah, they're like I'm looking at like I'm looking to see like how much has Isaiah Simmons have been getting involved, and he was like because like first like at the start of the year they did not play him at all. Like I don't know if he wasn't ready or what, and like. To be fair, a linebacker is a hard position, and when you're a rookie with no camp or preseason or anything, it's got to be tough to get integrated. Like, I can't blame them for like easing him in. Obviously, like it makes some sense on that front. So yeah, he's still technically not the starter, but yeah, last game he played more than get, half the snaps. Yep, he's he's getting integrated. He has 43 tackles already. Yeah, he, he played. Like, yeah, the game he played the most was the Seattle game. He got like 10 tackles and two for there loss. We go. Played like two thirds of the snaps. So, so he's, I'm really excited for him to get going. I think like next year we'll see him like have a big jump. Um, rest of the game though. So the other Darnold, uh, Dan Arnold starting to show some flashes of what <laughs> fantasy tw- Twitter, like raves about every preseason. And I guess maybe like no preseason was what he needed. Um, his touchdown grab was impressive. Cause like when I saw that, I thought Murray was throwing it out of the back of the end zone. I thought it was a throwaway. And then all of a sudden Dan Arnold is leaping into fucking infinity and beyond pulling the ball down. So, <laughs> It's funny because I saw Dan Arnold hype like every year. It was like I think it was the Saints. Um, yeah, like, he was on the Saints. Yeah, because he, he got a lot of air like, yards and shit in like the preseason or like. And yeah, people were like, "Oh, Dan Arnold's gonna blow up," but I didn't ever believe it until he went to the Cardinals and I saw like Kyler actually tweeting about him <laughs> being like a really big playmaker in practice. I'm like, "All right, so maybe he will do a little more here." Yeah, he's been getting a lot more involved. Let me see, like, the snap counts. Because the Cardinals, like, they have not used tight ends, like, at all the last couple of years, like, with Kyler. Mm-hmm. So. No. The snap counts are important on that. So, I mean, so he still only plays, like, a third of the snaps a lot of times. Like, he played 30% of the snaps. He played, he only played nine snaps the previous week. But, like, when they, when he's in, like, he is running routes. Like, they're passing and, like, trying to get him the ball. Yeah, funny. I mean, he's. He's big. He's a big tight end. <laughs> yeah, he's a pass catching guy. Like they keep Max Williams in a lot more frequently for blocking. <laughs> it's like a less talented white Evan Ingram. 
<laughs> Interesting, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> they keep Max Williams in for the blocking, and then they put Dan Arnold in because he's really tall. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, really he big. could leap a lot apparently too. Yeah, Max Williams has a couple targets, but... So Dan Arnold has gotten three, three, and four targets last few weeks. Not a ton, obviously, but you know he's it's more than zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's he's a very uh, fuck it tight end pick. And then uh, Mer- Kyler Murray looks like he's pretty much mostly healthy again. And then Danny Domes uh, did not look healthy. Danny Domes. Danny Domes. <laughs> That's uh, Danny Domes. Owner Dames Dome Dimmy Dome. So Danny Dome Dimmy Dome. <laughs> I, w- I wonder, like, if he, like, is aware of the Danny Dimes trope kind of thing. Oh, he has to be, yeah. right? And, like, like... I mean, he's, like, 23. Like, yeah. he's the internet. Yeah, I wonder, like, how much, like, opposing players, like, mess with him about it, too. Like, I feel like if I'm on defense and he, like, is playing, like, ass, if I sack him, I'm going to make some joke about it. Yeah, no, like, if he throws a pick, you come on, you're just like, come on, Danny Dimes. You know, just r- rub it, you know, rub it in. Get your shit together, man. Yeah, you made me call I, him like Scratch Off, Danny Scratch Off. It's he looks like. Do you remember the uh, East West Bowl, Key and Peel, like classics? Kid? Oh gosh, yeah. He looks like Dan Smith. Oh yeah, the the, the regular white dude, <laughs> the one white dude who was a kicker for BYU. That's who he looks like. I gotta look this up. <laughs> Dan P- Smith. Yeah, BYU. <laughs> the one white dude. <laughs> he kind of does. Uh, that's just what he reminds me of. Just the, the, I don't know. He looks like he could be a kicker from BYU. I'm just saying. I'm trying to figure out who this dance, who Dan Smith looks like on here. Because now he like, I know I look at it. There's someone he does look even more like. So I'll figure that out eventually. <laughs> but next up, we've got Minnesota at Tampa. He's with that Tampa here. They won. Uh, Minnesota has terrible kicker luck. Yeah, to be fair, the Vikings might have won if they had a good kicker. I mean, they might not have won. That's but like the story I'm, of their franchise. They left 10 points on the board, right? Yeah. So they would have lost by two at best. I mean, and it was the fourth that came down to a field goal that, you know. Yeah. Now, there was a 54-yarder that was missed. That's that's understandable. But the 36-yarder, you got to make. The 46-yarder, you should make. Like, under 50 like, you should be pretty reliable. But the 36-yarder, that was, like, pretty rough. And then it put them in a bad spot the rest of the game after missing that. Yeah, because now they're playing from behind so much. They know they and, can't rely yeah. on their kicker. And then the, and they, Tampa has good field position from the missed kicks. Yep. Like, I mean, he basically cost them this, possibly their playoffs. Like, he got cut, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I would be shocked if he was still there. Damn, baby. He is still there. They did not cut him. Wow. Now they're they're bringing in kickers for uh, tryouts though. They brought in Chandler Catanzaro, uh huh, to try out. I would have thought that they would have told him not to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. The like after that, which I mean, like you know, I empathize with, but you know, you have a bad game and you can lose your job yeah. as a kicker. Oh, he but... he missed a he missed a, an extra point too. I forgot about that. Yep, yeah, it was three field goals and an extra point. Bigger. That's rough. But anyway, so rest of the game. What what were your takes on this game? Um, so I, I put a little link in here that I just I had I had to show because it's Tom Brady and he's 
making a, a whiff on a throw and he's you know it's a basic you know play action formation and he's dropping back and he has a good amount of time like he goes to throw he pump fakes he pulls it back he looks around he throws it again and he misses the dude who's running over the middle and like a long sort of post route um misses that guy and i'm looking at it like okay that guy was open and you missed him but there was another guy literally right behind him who was even more open <laughs> yeah. and even farther downfield that you could that had like nobody anywhere in the vicinity he could have like completely over like thrown this ball in a not a good place basically and it's the it's, receiver still would have been able to catch it completely uncontested and i'm just watching it like you know brady just can't improvise in clutch situations i'm sorry i think he can practice the same throw and route a thousand times so it's just clockwork and that kind of hard work and dedication should absolutely be celebrated because it is as admirable as it is tenacious but when the play breaks down and the script, you know, is thrown out the window, I have zero faith that he can throw the kind of football that some of these other guys can, like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes, just to name a few. Um, I don't like I, I, I get kind of annoyed always hearing that people call him the goat because I think he belongs in that tier with Jerry Rice. But at no point watching him have i ever said like this is the most talented quarterback out there yeah on the field. and i i mean i do think even he knows he's not the most talented like like physical talent wise like yeah, i think he's even admitted it but like people have asked him about rogers he basically said like yeah rogers is more talented but yeah the, he's like he is the like you know hard work lunch he's the he's all those funny adjectives that used to describe right, the white exactly guys. he's yeah. the absolutely like dedicated and you know deserves the accolades that he's won i just like when people tell me that he's like the the greatest of all time i'm like do you mean like you think he's like the best quarterback or like he's the most successful quarterback yeah because he's the most yeah. successful quarterback he is 100 that does mean I, a lot like that absolutely he'll be in the hall of fame he deserves it but you know, when we're comparing, you know, and you're comparing the great quarterbacks of all time, there's a lot of different things you look at. And I would take the arm talent of Dan Marino or, quite frankly, Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes or Russell Wilson. <laughs> do do you think – we're getting like way ahead of ourselves here. By the end of Mahomes' career, like, do you – I mean, is he like barring catastrophic injury? Do you think Mahomes will be the the new goat by the end of his career? Depends on how much work he puts in. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think that's ultimately it. He puts. Mm -hmm. a, I'm sure he puts in the work. Yeah, but. I think he is one of the. I think he's got a pretty good shot at it as far as like guys currently in the league. The way his career started, it definitely yeah. worked that way. Yeah, as long as he doesn't fuck up, you <laughs> should be on his way there. But yeah, like Rogers, Russ, like those guys are like, yeah. Imagine if they were with a consistent organization their whole careers, pretty much too. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the whole Brady Belichick debate, it, you can pretty much say like they were just a really perfect unison. Yeah, it's it's the uh, Mr. Crab SpongeBob thing where uh, you know they're. <laughs> They're singing to each other like through the, their thought bubble clouds or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
This, this grill's not a home? Yeah. This gridiron's not a home. <laughs> Without you. <laughs> so, yeah, they missed each other. Anyway, where were we? So, yeah, Brady's, like, had moments where he's, like, missed some stuff this year. He hasn't looked the, you know, he's not been infallible, unflappable, whatever it is. Um, Both. The Saints, yeah, the, the Saints have pucked them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if the Vikings had a kicker, if they had a good kicker, man, shit. I feel, I feel bad for them and Vikings fans. I, I think they might have won. I really think they might have won if they had a decent kicker. With all of the things that it messes up, you know, in conjunction of missing those points, giving them better field position, yeah. and then not ha- being able to rely on your kicker and having to change your play calling up as a result of it. Yeah, all of lot, those things. Woof, man. comes out of it, yeah. So... Um, or Vikings. Uh-huh. They, yeah, they couldn't get all, enough going offensively to convert, and they had to settle for those kicks. Um, I do want to say last thing on this. Irv Smith looked really good in some limited action. He didn't play a ton uh, just because he, he just came back from injury. Irv Smith was out. I think, they had, I think they were getting Tyler Conklin in, but if Rudolph's out again, then Irv Smith is you know healthier after you know, a week back. Looks good. Good receiving option. So Yeah, I like Irv Smith. We liked him coming out of the draft. Yep. Big, big, big herb guy. But uh, I traded him away, and it was not because I didn't like him. I was, you know, hopefully giving somebody else like a good option mm-hmm. out of it. It was supposed to be a good trade, and I think it's going to work. <laughs> so, next up, we've got Denver at Carolina. So, like I said, I ended up switching to Carolina because there was a ton of like injury. Like they were missing like two linemen. I'm like that corner is like fuck. They're they're screwed. And then, uh, the amount of injuries Denver sustained <clears throat> right before this game, like the logical move would have been to pick against them. Uh-huh. I was fortunate enough that I did not wake up in time <laughs> to acknowledge said injuries because I originally picked Carolina, and after all the things, like I think I might have switched, but I didn't really get the chance. Um, I will say, though, my original take was pretty much accurate, which was that the Panthers can't get a pass rush. Yeah, their defense is so bad. When Drew Locke is hanging four touchdowns on you, like, <laughs> which the Panthers defense has been bad all year, and this kind of was a reminder, like, note to self, Panthers defense bad. <laughs> Just so you know, they're still Cause, not good. Because you saw them shut out the Lions, but that was like, did, did Stafford get hurt that game, or the Lions just had no one that game? Oh, they just had they no had, one that game. They had no Kenny that game. They yeah. shut him out, yeah. Yeah, they shot out the Lions, and we forgot how bad their defense was. <laughs> so, yeah. They get the Packers Saturday night this week, so. Oof. Ooh. Big oof. Big oof. But, anyway. um, but yeah, Drew Locke, when he's not being pressured, is a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's... many others. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When not pressured, yeah. KJ Hamler <laughs> had his two long bombs. He was he pretty much was what the Raiders were, hoped they were getting in rugs. Um, <laughs> which maybe not to his fault, but yeah, made me sad to see another ASC West team using their deep threat rookie. Well, rugs isn't getting used. Yeah, yeah. We wanted him to take Lamb, man. So, can't be Lamb. Yeah, I wish I wish they had Lamb right now. They would so they so need Lamb right now, but. God, anyway. he would be so good with them. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't want to. Yep, stick it with Denver for now. Um, but yeah, they, Denver Denver Broncos look solid this game. Uh, Philip Lindsay, I think he's, I think he came in with an injury tag. I think he's still hurt. He didn't look right. 
Because I mean, yeah, Melvin Gordon, Gordon has definitely outplayed. Well, she's looked fine too, but I think I think Lindsay's just been hurt, is playing hurt, isn't right. So, and then Locke still doesn't like to throw to Judy that much. Yeah, I don't know why. He just, it's just he not just happening. See him. It's that. He threw four touchdowns to everyone not named Jerry Judy. Yeah. Noah fan gets a pass because he got food poisoning. Yeah, he apparently had the same food Lamar did. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, Lamar only had a little bit. <laughs> he yeah. only had a bite. Yeah, little IBS, you know. <laughs> but did did he have COVID or did he? Was he a close contact? Lamar. Yeah. I thought he had because yeah, he apparently was out for a minute. Yeah, apparently one of the symptoms like you can like for a few months after like you can sometimes have IBS like symptoms. So, <laughs> so that just even more goes to the poop theory. He claims his cramps. I you know I I believe him. I believe him. You know. Well, the it, one um, sorry, yeah, back to the this one game. take that yeah, you know what? I'll I'll wait till we get to that. <laughs> I'll wait till I'll wait till we get to the Ravens before yeah. I go into that. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I mean Denver. I mean yeah, I mean the uh, Panthers when they're not being back. pressured, like Locke can at least deliver offensively because mm-hmm. they have. I mean they have good receivers. Yeah, they have a lot of good young talent between like Tim Patrick, Hamler, Judy, and then Sutton next year when he's back. So. Yeah, I wonder. And if, they have like a good defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, they either need to get a better offensive coordinator, get a better quarterback, get more O line, something like that. But I feel like if they had a good quarterback, this would be a pretty good team next year. I think if they had a really good O line, they would be a really scary team. Yeah, a la Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Is your quarterback underperforming under pressure? Get in. <laughs> Oh, line. Order now. <laughs> not, Order respo- now. <laughs> not responsible for defective products. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You gave me Eric Flowers. What do I do with this? <laughs> Don't put him at tackle. Put him at guard. <laughs> so, anyway, Carolina uh, almost came back. They got it back to 20 uh, to 25, and then they let KJ Hamler get another long bomb, and that was pretty much the game. And, uh, Mike Davis had a solid game. 51 yards, the two touchdowns really helped him. And then he got, uh, you know, 5 for 42 in the air. We got a lot of Robbie this week. So, kind of, yeah, pretty much what we expected. A lot of Robbie, a lot of Curtis, a lot of Mike Davis with um, with DJ Moore out. Yeah, Robbie with the eight receptions. Mm-hmm. There we go. Robbie. Robbie. Staying, staying on his streak. Teddy did what Teddy does. I mean, Teddy is like the most consistent quarterback in the league. <laughs> he is like, he went 30 of 40 for 283 yards. Like he averages under like nine yards a pass. You, you're like maybe even eight yards a pass at this rate. And doesn't really throw picks. Doesn't really throw a whole lot of touchdowns unless the receiver breaks one out. Yeah. He'll run him in. Like he ran one in this game. He had 30 rushing yards as well to go like with the rushing touchdown. That like really buoyed his day. Yeah, it's been nice to see him get some running in. Um, yeah, scooting a bit. Scooting a bit. He's had a few games this year with that, which it's really good to see because you worry, of course, with the knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also um, took four sacks. Like they, they, like I said, the line for this team isn't anything special either. So, No, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah. They, they <laughs> lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I think they have two good linemen. Gotcha. But uh, speaking of pretty bad, we had uh, Jacksonville host Tennessee. That was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, Mike Glenn got benched. And then we got Mitch Mania back for a bit. Hey, he's yeah. back. 
So, I mean, that'll that'll make the Jacksonville Jaguars a little more fantasy viable, I think. Absolutely. I'm so happy. Yeah. Because I feel like Minshew can win them one more game. Yes. That, I, I know you, as a Jets fan, are especially excited about Minshew coming back in. Like the Bears in two weeks. Uh-huh. That's, that's... what I'm circling. I'm like, come on, Bears. <laughs> Dude, that could be it. Like... James Robinson gets going, you know, maybe like get a deep ball to Keelan Cole, DJ Chark, like the, like this tremendously helps Keelan Cole, who was like nothing when Minshew's gone and it's good when Minshew's there. And then Chark at least has some relevance now, hopefully. So I'm on the Jacksonville Jaguars depth chart. And right now it's got one of their linemen as the starter for both their guard and center. Yeah, so, so I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. I know oh, there was something like random with there because I know Brandon Linder's out, but then because he's on IR, but they're getting someone back now. Is it Norwell? Is he coming back? Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's expe- he might be able to come back this week. Okay, so that he's coming back either really if not this week then soon, like if not this week then next week against the Bears. So yeah, because who does it have for both the spots right now? Tyler Shatley. Gotcha. So he would. I think he plays center i think so i can double check that but because i think they're have... starting left guard and starting center gotcha <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure who they because teams always shuffle their stuff around like weirdly so who do they have we as backup center <laughs> we made another tyler <laughs> got another tyler here another tyler here <laughs> with your order of uh o-line discounts yeah oh wait i think they put do they put i think they put aj can at center that sounds right Cause like I know I can. Mm-hmm. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Got set up for it. Um, yeah, but getting Norwell back would be pretty big. He's a pretty uh, good lineman. Yeah, that'd be huge. <clears throat> Even though Linder being out of center is probably yeah. their biggest problem. But yep, that's a huge hit. It's so hard to perform when your center, like your starting center, is gone, like that first game, especially. But Titan side, Derrick Henry, second game against the Jags. Yeah. His name was Derrick Henry. Oh, my God. The muscly train. So good. Yeah. Just running all over. And we knew it would happen, though. That was, like, the call of the week. Actually, I think you were more right because you – I said Derrick Henry was going to go nuts, and you said A.J. Brown's going to kind of go nuts, isn't he? Yeah, and they both did. AJ Brown, yeah, they both did. Yeah. They both went nuts. I, mean, I, I, was, um, I, wasn't, I was not at all saying Derrick Henry would not go nuts. I was just saying no, A.J. No, Brown would also like, go nuts. Yeah. Right. I wasn't thinking about Brown in that moment. I was just thinking about Derrick Henry. <laughs> that was a long siren. That was long. That was, that was intense, long. yeah. Right? Was there, like, some traffic that he couldn't get past? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, like, it didn't uh, Doppler that much, so. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the Jacksonville past events is so trash, and then I think... Well, I think Trey Herndon, or what's his name? Is that is that it? The one corner. I think he's out now too, right? Uh, that is that is him. Yes. Yeah, I think he. I think he's supposed to be out this coming week too. Oof. No C.J. Henderson. No Trey Herndon. No D.J. Hayden. Yeah, I'm not they positive. Are. I thought I saw something about him not practicing, so we can follow up on that for our preview. But anyway, yeah, their defense is so bad, like pass run, all of it. So like, teams can pass as much as they want. So it's not like a. It's not like you can only do one. So, any good receiver is going to have a field day. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, and they did. Did, yep. I, did everyone in Tennessee do well? Um, I don't think Corey Davis did much. I feel like there is a reason for it, though. 
I feel like I remember there being a reason. Like, did he have like a fumble maybe? I don't remember. He had a fumble or got hurt. I want to say fumble maybe. <clears throat> I'm digging. I'm digging in. But yeah, AJ Brown had his day. Uh, Jeff Swaim like outdid Jonu Smith, which is kind of random. Like, oh yeah, Corey Davis fumbled at one point. Yeah, something is going on with Jonu. They're just like yeah, he's on. been like in and out and injured all year, so. Like, he got injured, and then Ferkser started playing, and then Ferkser was taking, like, half his snaps for a while. Like, he wasn't really reliable. I don't know. Yeah, the tight end position in fantasy, if you have, like, a stalwart, good lord. Yeah, if you've got Kelsey, oh, boy. <sighs> Every other, it's just a total crapshoot this year. Yeah, if you got Waller, you're, you're solid. If you've got, yeah, if you yeah. like, Hawkinson, you know, this latter half of the year has been super good, but... I was like, super good. I guess super good. I mean, for tight ends, yeah, he's been pretty solid. Don't know that it's phrasing for it, but yeah. Anyway, the Titans dawned on the Jags as expected. As expected, yeah. But next up, we had Indy at the Raiders. Uh, They took Indy. Jonathan Taylor went nuts because the Raiders' run defense is awful. And subsequently, Paul Gunther got fired. As he deserved to. Wank. Wank. Gunther. I, I kind of felt like the score of the game didn't really depict the the actual game itself. Did you get that a little bit? Like, um, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it all went to shit in the fourth quarter, right? Like for through like, three quarters, this game was great and close, and then it went it, to Dookie. Right through three quarters, it was really close, and that you know, the Raiders' offense played pretty well. I mean, if not for like a like an absolutely brilliant one-handed interception a lot of those this week that colt's corner more oh my god you know then if that doesn't happen the game is within three all the way to the fourth and then it all fell apart there where renfro had a fumble and Carr had a tipped pass that got picked and it you know kind of escalated into boat race territory but it shouldn't have been it was a really close game like for most of it Mm -hmm. and you know like they were just saying the Raiders' offense was playing pretty well against yeah. a pretty good defense. The, the offense has been solid all year. That's like that's not really been the issue. Like sometimes Derek Carr doesn't like has not great games, but the offense like usually does its thing. Right. The and, defense just like you know they have a hodgepodge of wide receivers that are all really young and inexperienced. So mm-hmm. to have a good offensive performance, I think, is really great. Yeah. Um, the defense though is just you know they, the every Colt was so wide open every single one. Oh gosh yeah then jonathan taylor went nuts like he had his best game of the year yeah i mean he would get the a handoff and <laughs> there was no one in sight uh, like he would get to the second level half the time before getting you know contact yeah and he he was running like we know jonathan taylor to be able to run too like he was running with a lot of power kind of dragging guys too so if you trusted our jonathan i mean the John and Taylor call in this game wasn't like a you know a next level big brain play. It's just like, do you have the balls to play Jonathan Taylor? One, you know, sometimes it doesn't right. go well, and it went well. So I know we had that week where we said to buy low on him because his value was never going to be mm-hmm. lower. And if you did, good on you because yeah, going you back know, up dynasty <laughs> keeping like he's going back up. Yep, and they have the Texans again next week. So oh. yeah, but. uh so, T.Y. Hilton also is back to, back to life for now. He gets the text oh next God, week. Yeah. yeah, he's been on a tear lately. They've been like trying to get in the ball more, and he, they, it also the schedules helped too. But 
three three straight weeks. Yeah, playing Ever since the... I picked him up, dude, he just needed some love. Yeah, playing. Let's see who has he played the last few weeks? Titans, uh, Texans, and Raiders has helped a lot. <laughs> that was why I picked him up. Yeah, the schedule got but when I picked him up after Green Bay, and I yeah. said he's playing Tennessee, bad secondary, Houston, bad secondary, Raiders. Just bad defense. Uh, all of those you can really put bad yeah. defense. Houston, bad defense. Then he gets Pittsburgh, and then he gets Jacksonville again. It's yeah. <laughs> five of six games with, like, bottom five defenses. Yeah. That's it's pretty nice. That's mm-hmm, nice. But Raiders side, Josh Jacobs didn't get a whole lot going. Um, I mean, once, like, once they started falling behind and needed to pass a ton, it kind of, you know, made sense. Um Aguilar got 100 and a touchdown. Waller got 775. And then Foster Moreau ended up with a touchdown. He got a 47-yard tutty. Yeah. That's uh, all Foster Moreau play. Yeah, the Renfro kind of chip, chipping in a bit. And then Ruggs uh, on the COVID list now. So it'll be a lot a lot of the Aguilar, Waller, Renfro uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Or actually tonight, I should say. As, as tonight, you're right. Yes. Yeah, it's tonight. Yep, so we'll get there in a bit. But um, any, anything else on this game? I, I think it was really just a lot of... This Raiders defense is so bad, and the Paul Gunther firing was, uh, yeah, justified. It, it was time. It was not working. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only question is who's filling in at defensive coordinator now. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it matters, but <laughs> <laughs> does it matter? Let's see if I can find that or not. If oh, not... it's going to be Rod Marinelli. That's right. Okay. He interesting was with the Cowboys, if okay. I remember correctly. Like, but he wasn't a coordinator for them. I want to say he was like a linebacker coach. Okay, because their defense has been pretty bad for a while. <laughs> like, if I say like defensive with the Cowboys makes me so nervous. Yeah, I mean, I I don't blame you, but it. Rod. What all I'll say is it. Could not be worse, right? Let's see. So, yeah, he was Dallas defensive coordinator from 2014 to 2019 when they were pretty terrible. Um, oh, God. Why did they hire him? Huh. They were okay, like, the last couple of years. but He's an older dude. He's pretty old. Yeah. He's, like, 70. Okay. Well, all right. Interesting. Well, <laughs> we shall see. Right. Could yeah, it he... be worse? It might not be much better. Yeah, he had, he'd been their D-line coach, and he was the D.C. and D-line coach with the Cowboys as well. So yeah, Yikes. So, anyway, next up we had <laughs> Jets at Seattle. Speaking of yikes. Speaking of bad defenses, <laughs> come on down, Jets. Yeah, I mean, is there, really much, is there much to go through on this? Like, Marcus May had a great pick, and yep. that was a really tough loss. Yeah, Man, that be- best really one-handed bad. pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, tip it to I himself. I think the Colts guy gets it, um, but I'll give Marcus May number two. Which <laughs> <Hi. laughs> we're not at the Ravens yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> so, I mean, anything from the Jets you wanted to touch on, or just the game in general? I guess I got like kind of let you take this one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like starting to get really worried that the Jets aren't going to fire Gase. Do you have any fear that that might happen? I'm I mean, afraid. yeah, they haven't done it yet, so there is some fear. Like you, you, yeah. you just hope that they're going to do it at the end of the year. But like, you hope that they're tanking and they're going to fire him after. But I'm just not sure they know they're tanking. <laughs> Someone tell the Jets they're tanking. <laughs> I mean, 
It's e- yeah, like it's either has to be they don't know, or it's like okay, like it doesn't matter if we have Gase or not, and we kind of need to lose. So, oh my god, I mean that was dreadful. Yeah, yeah, at a certain point, I feel like at, at a certain point, I feel like the team morale needs him fired. Like exactly, man. Like how do you go to work like knowing you're just losing? Yeah, it's I have rough. no clue. It's like it's, it can't be a good environment. I am absolutely terrified for Week 17. That is when the Jets play the Patriots. Absolutely you terrified. Win. Yep. Yeah, just got to hope the Jags pull out one as well. But I, I assume that the Jags hold any other tiebreaker over the Jets because they haven't been as trash. Because they, they got they got a division <laughs> win, and so like if the Jets beat the Pats, like that would still be you know, division win matched up there. If the Jets and the Jags have the same record as of right now, the Jets would have, would have the number two pick. The Jags would take. What's the what's the tiebreaker? Like strength of schedule. Strength of schedule, gotcha. and it's because the Jaguars' schedule is easier, which I didn't. I didn't. Huh. I kind of thought that was counterintuitive, but I guess it makes sense. It's basically basically saying you had the same record with an easier schedule, therefore you are worse. Yeah, I guess that makes but, sense. The Jets would lose to the Jaguars. Yeah, I feel like point differential would make it accomplish the same thing. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, I guess you could say like if the people the Jets played lost out and they won a game, it might change things. And the straight the schedule is kind of straight the schedule is like one of those things that I, is sort of dumb. It, it's like, super dumb because it changes throughout the year based yeah. on how the teams you play go against each other. Or like like some of the teams, like the whole like the the teams that played the NFC East, like they can't help that they get an easy schedule. Like I don't know. Or like yeah, are they like or like say that there, if there were one good team in the NFC East, say like the say the Eagles were actually good and they were like you know a nine win team right now, but they like have their whole division they play their, their strength of schedule would be like oh super easy schedule just because like they play all those shit teams over and over mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's it's a stupid stat yeah <laughs> and I, I can't believe that a pick can be like based off of that yeah because of how dumb it actually is like if the jets beat the patriots technically their strength of schedule would go down yeah like that's part of it too like you have to be like there are occasions where, like, okay, teams have tough strength to schedule, and, like, okay, that makes sense. But, like, when you see, like, oh, the Jets had a hard schedule, it's like, of course, because they gave wins to everybody and made it tougher. <laughs> like, right. There's, like, there is some merit to it, but, like, I think it gets a little, like, a lot of proportion. Like, oh, like, this team, like, had, like, the hardest schedule last year. It's like, well, they sucked anyway. <laughs> or, like, go on, like, especially, like, I hate when people use that, like, going into a year. Like, it just oh doesn't fucking, God, yeah, no. it definitely doesn't fucking matter, like, the next year, but. Anyway, yeah, Jets suck. Seattle only had to try for three quarters, so. They only had to try for, I don't yeah. even know if they had to at any yeah. point. They tried for, they only, <laughs> they only had to try for a half. They only get the start for three quarters, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, because they get, so they get Washington next week. I'm kind of curious, like, how that goes. But, yeah. Uh, if, me too. Gino's, me Gino too. Smith getting back in against the Jets is kind of poetic. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. Yeah. Although, I think if, Kind of one mini takeaway from this is if uh, if Russ wanted any MVP votes, he needed to dong on the Jets. So he did what he needed to get in True. some MVP consideration. <laughs> he did need to dong, and he did. Yeah, donging was to be had. <laughs> but, 
Oh, Jets. Yeah. Speaking of donging, uh, we had Green Bay go to Detroit. Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things, and the Lions got screwed out of a catch. That was 100% without a doubt a catch, and I can't believe that they did. Yeah, I saw that in, like, two feet catch. I'm like, the Lions get fucked over a lot. That was that's like criminal. I feel so bad because you know what happened the next play is Stafford got hurt. Yeah. The the refing has been so bad this year. I think I brought it up before. But the refing has been fucking atrocious this year. And it's like okay, to be fair, I don't like watch much like mainstream media. I don't know if it's been talked about much in mainstream media, but like this officiating this year has been so god awful it's just been, it's been like, talked about i thought it was talked about more last year i think yeah. but it's, it's been, been shit this it's year been really bad it's been this so year. bad yeah like it's been like replacement ref level it's been so bad and like, <laughs> no one's talking about it, i feel like i don't know like i'm only I'm on twitter enough that like you know sometimes in a couple of games you'll see like oh that was terrible but like as a whole the refs have been so bad this year but anyway i don't uh, know how they you can justify that the NFL just needs to make them full-time employees and, like, actually make sure they're good. Like, yeah, right now they're seriously. not, like, full-time employees. It would make so yeah, most referees, like, I went to, um, when I went to high school, I went to, a, I went to a Catholic school for two years, and then I switched, um, because, you know, I wanted to get out. Oh, but, you, oh, you changed schools, you didn't get, like, hit with the switch. <clears throat> yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> my, like, in, in middle school, like, my last year in eighth grade or whatever, I got, like, a two B's and my parents are like, we're sending you to a Catholic school because you're too smart to get these basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, my, one of our teachers was a replacement ref. He was, he was refing that game of the Seahawks. Oh, the, uh, fail Mary. Yeah. He didn't make that call, but I think he was either there. He was in a Steelers game, I think, but yeah, a lot of replacement refs are like teachers or something. You know, like they have another job. They just, you know, they do that on the side. Just make them full-time employees and make sure they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's not like there's any lack of money for the NFL. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, that sucks for Detroit, and I feel bad for them because they were totally in that. And now Stafford is hurt, and they're saying no rib fractures, but he's probably really banged up. And they – I mean, at this point, like Galladay – yeah, like I, I don't if see a reason to bring Galladay back or like stop. Right. Like it, they're done. Like, yep. So poor Lions. They're tearing it down. It took them too long, but they're tearing it down. Yeah, at least they figured it out. Um, yeah, Hawkinson had a good game. <laughs> yeah, consolation, and then yeah, Aaron Rodgers went nuts. Uh, MVS was the uh, number two this game, and obviously Ooh. Devontae Adams donned. Robert Tanyan has more touchdowns than um, incompleted targets to him, by the way. No way. Yes way. Oh, man. I'm going to look at his stats yeah. now. So he's got nine stats. touchdowns. He has 46 receptions and 52 targets. <laughs> what a god, dude. Yeah. Six, <laughs> six not catches. Yeah, which is good because that means he's like probably not really dropping anything and Rodgers is like hitting him pretty much when he's open, so... Yeah, That's, I mean you know, he has forty six receptions on the year. That's yeah. actually more. He's than one of the better tight ends. Yeah, I wonder like where he ranks among tight ends. Probably, I mean, he's got to be top ten. I, I'm gonna say like tight end seven. Wait, actually, maybe probably tight end like five. I'll say closer to like seven or eight. Is, is he five? There's no way he's five because I mean a lot of the guys that 
like are he at the is. top there. Like head and four, apparently. He's four. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's ahead of um. What? He's ahead, so it's Kelsey Waller, Hawk, Tanya, and Gasecki. Wow. Yeah, I knew he's like. I mean, like the, the only two ahead of him for sure were Kelsey and Waller. Hawkins is barely ahead of him. I would have thought Gasicki might pull ahead of him with how yeah. he's done. I, I, I just forgot that Mark Andrews like has been hurt now and hasn't done much this year. Yeah, Andrews has either been like really good or just non-existent. Yeah, because like on average, on like points per game, um, I mean he's still out. Tanya's still fourth because Kittle and Andrews pop above him in points per game. But you know, Tanya's been weirdly like solid this year, <laughs> just on the tight end. Like the last four games and half PPR, he's been double-digit points. Like he's been actually really reliable lately. Yeah, huh? That's pretty crazy. <laughs> CJ Uzama is uh, seventh in points per game, but obviously super small sample. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, man. Gosh. Yeah, Kelsey is. <laughs> it's funny how far ahead he is. Anyway, um, yeah, Lions are not Lions. Sorry, Packers are right now in the driver's seat in the uh, NFC. So we'll see if they can hold on. And they once again will probably not go all the way. Yeah, I don't. Think I, so. I just I can't. I don't see how like it's every year they're just like obviously they, flawed. In yeah, one they, regard. they need someone else to beat the Rams for them. <clears throat> they need like just some D linemen that can stop the run. They need. I don't know if they need yeah. linebackers. They, they can't or... stop the run at all. <laughs> hey, right. Yeah. Yep. They've got Zadarius Smith and um, Jerry Alexander, and not a whole lot else on defense. Not a whole lot else. They've got a good alliance. That helps helps a lot of the issues. Um, Speaking of teams with issues, we've got Philly at New Orleans next. Segways are kind of on point today, huh? Um, You you have a lot for this game, so I'll let you just kind of go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm just going to read off of what I wrote because (laughs) I put a fucking essay in here. First of all, I just put lol because the the Eagles won. We did say that every year... Every year, Philly manages to get a win against a really good team that nobody expects. And I called it against the Seahawks and was wrong. So I didn't call it again, but I knew it was coming. And here we are. They have beaten the Saints. And first thing I'll mention is just I love how bad Taysom Hill is. I love it. I love it so much how bad Taysom Hill is. Because we all know that he's not good. And the Saints just keep trying to force feed us this. Like, no, guys trust us he's a quarterback one he's our quarterback of the future you mean the quarterback of the future who you didn't put in last year because you had teddy bridgewater who was essentially your ultimate bridge quarterback like literally um (laughs) like you didn't put him you could have put him in but you didn't he's 31 he's barely gotten a start like we know Taysom hill's not good stop trying to make us think like you know something that we don't um, I legitimately think they paid him out of the ass to try and make some other NFL team think he's worth the money and try to trade for him. I literally think they did that. And thankfully, as of now, no GM is that stupid, which is great because well, it just means just to own it. Ryan Pace would like to open the chat <laughs> on quarterback dumb moves. Anyway, continue. Well, that's fair. Yeah, the whole Nick Foles thing. Um But yeah, I mean, the ultimate, like, obvious statement about Taysom Hill is that if Taysom Hill was actually worth the money that they gave him, he would have taken Breeze's job by now. It's no offense to Breeze. 
Brees is a Hall of Famer and we love him. But you know what? Joe Montana, one of the best quarterbacks in history for the Niners. But when Steve Steve Young looked like the future quarterback, they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. It's a business. And if you have your future there, you just put them in. Like, you just make it work. They're, like, they would... True Breeze is great, but he would be done by now if Taysom Hill was an all-star. Yeah, and Taysom like, Hill would be. And as much as Sean Payton is trying to like force feed us Taysom Hill, he's a good coach. Like he's winning right. with Taysom Hill. So like as much as I hate it, he's a good coach because he's gonna win with Taysom Hill. Exactly. But, yeah. Like he he would <laughs> he he would know what he needs to do to win. And if like if yeah like like you said, I I, I agree with you there on because like another example like in a good coach doing that like. Lesser example than, you know, Steve Young and uh, Joe Montana, but, like, Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady. Like, Right. Yeah. Absolutely. The guy comes in and they're good. That's what you go with. I mean, shit, Alex Smith yeah, the cap, got yeah. supplanted by Kaepernick. And Kaepernick just looked like he was on fire that year. Yeah. That was it. It didn't matter that Alex Smith was the first overall pick and was playing really – it was having an amazing year that year. That's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill would, be, would have been the starter, like – several years ago two to three years ago when breeze got hurt they would have had him come in and he would have been the starter from there on out yeah, and it didn't happen so like it's hill? pretty obvious that Taysom hill's not that good yeah but, how old is he uh, he's like 30 or 31 now really yeah he's 30 right he's like that like right. old guy trying to hang around in college he's, <laughs> he's like 30 and they're trying to tell us he's the quarterback of the future i'm like what future like three years anyway Marty! <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go back. <laughs> anyway, sorry, keep um, going. <laughs> now on to the other quarterback. Because we talked about Hill. And now it's time to talk about Jalen Hurts. We gotta talk about Jalen Hurts. Because Jalen Hurts got his first start and he got a win. And he beat the New Orleans Saints defense. And that's yep. pretty damn impressive, right? Yep, and he's better than Taysom. That was the, he's better than Taysom. <laughs> that was the stance in that... Seems right. I just have to say that even though I've always personally defended Wentz, right now, Jalen Hurts makes a lot more sense for them. Yeah. Like, like, in a lot of ways. And also, once Wentz started playing bad this year, we did say, hey, he's kind of playing bad. Like, we defended him him previously, but I got to a point. But yeah, so, like, the whole situation just seems to favor Hurts a lot more Mm -hmm. right now. Like, first off, their O-line is not good. It's decent at run blocking, but it is not good at pass protection. And Wentz likes to stand in the pocket and play hero ball and try to make things out of nothing. Hurts, on the other hand, can scramble. Hurts can get out. He can actually escape and make something. Exactly. And there's a couple reasons this is really important. Because the first thing that it's doing is it opens things up for Sanders, He's not getting sacked, and they're actually getting running plays on their stupidly called passing plays. Because the Eagles are still doing this ridiculous split of offensive play calling. They've been doing 65-35 pass to run basically the entire year, and they've had really good run efficiency and really bad pass efficiency. So you're wondering why they're still doing two-thirds of passing offense to one-third rushing offense. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But when you have Jalen Hurts in there, Jalen Hurts, do you know how many times he carried the ball? Uh, I All I do because I have it up right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he threw 30 times. 
He had 17 completions, but he ran it 18 times. <clears throat> and Miles Sanders ran it 14 times. So when you put that together, the two of them were 32 rushes to 30 passes. They actually did the thing that we've been telling them to do, which is to run it more because that's what they need to do because that's what their offense needs. So having Jalen Hurts out there who can scramble and get yardage with his legs, even when it's a passing play, because they're so much more efficient on the ground is helping. Like it helped the Eagles out so much that they finally looked like a decent team. And I like, I'm just, it's like part frustration, part Nirvana, because like we've been right. We know we're right that they like, they're just being really stupid with their play calling. And the sheer fact that Jalen Hurts can scramble when the pocket collapses is just making a huge difference. He got sacked zero times. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is one of the most line. sacked, yeah, and hit quarterbacks in the league this year. He had zero zero sacks against the Saints with a not good pass blocking online. Yeah, like it was. They put it together. Did they need to do like Sanders had another like I said long run? It makes it easier for. It makes it easier on the running back to get better lanes when the quarterback can also run. Like, they they did a Ravens. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm just like, yeah, they did a Ravens. Yeah, it and ended. yeah, like, I got to say, like, I'm glad that Jalen Hurts is working for them because then taking him second is just, like, still, like, what were you doing? Um, because now they have Wentz and they have, like, what do we do with this? Yeah. Oh, they're still <laughs> fucked up, but. <laughs> they still fucked up. But this was the best thing they could have done, and they probably should have done it a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. Like, for this year's team, yep, it's definitely better. So. If it's Jalen Hurts versus the Seahawks, do they win that game? They might have. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. It's like, bet... <laughs> they needed someone who could escape, yeah. If it was Jalen Hurts versus the Browns, would they have won? Probably. They lost by five. <laughs> the Browns run defense. Mm-hmm. Like, Seahawks run defense. <laughs> yeah, it's. But yeah, this was a shit show of a game. And I'm really excited for uh, the Chiefs to get uh, Taysom next week. And I think oh, Philly, Arizona. Do what? Is it going to stick? Is it still going to be Taysom? I'm I, like, I sure. hear this might be Breeze's return game. So they have cleared him to practice. And he's taken some first team reps. They won't. T- they weren't. They're not going to play him until he's like all good for sure so i really don't think he's gonna play this week i would be i i would be like shocked honestly if he played this week so i mean i may end up shocked but i really don't think he's gonna play this week um but yeah miles sanders got going so hopefully you played him and didn't bench him oh so many people did yeah a lot of people did but like I mean, the matchup wasn't favorable, no, and they weren't on using him. Like, yeah. I don't blame it at all. I might, no, yeah. I probably would have sat him too. Yeah, if if I had any reasonable option, yeah, I probably it would have been tough to mayor up playing him. But yeah, this was a <laughs> close. I think this was. I would say this was close and gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not low and gross, but close and gross. But next up was was gross. I would say Atlanta at uh, the Chargers. The uh, Falcons, the yeah, the Falcons meme. tweeted out the Spider-Man pointing me before the game, and it like this went poetically <laughs> to script. Like the last, so last, uh, so the Chargers scored a touchdown to get a seventeen seventeen. Falcons punt, Chargers punt, Falcons pick, Chargers pick, Falcons pick, Chargers field goal. The only thing that would have made it better is if Chargers missed the field goal and went to overtime. That's all that could have made it better. Oh, I was kind of expecting it to be yeah. completely honest. I was a little bit. If it was Minnesota, it would have happened. 
<laughs> yeah, this game was just like, ugh. So, ugh. Um, so, yeah, it didn't really matter for yeah. a lot of people because they're not really playoff bound, either of them, at this point. Um, no, see, uh, Mike Williams got hurt during this game. He left. I think he's probably doubtful of that, which we'll get to uh, very shortly. Um, Keenan Allen, I think, got, I, think, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he left during the game or not, but he accrued some stats. Austin Eckler ended up being the guy. You know, Herbert was fine. Matt Ryan without Julio, man, it's just not good. Like it's I know, good. I know they smacked the Raiders, but that was more of like the Raiders sucking, I think, than anything. And like Ridley bought, like like you know, they yeah, they ran all over the Raiders still. Like the fact that the Falcons ran all over the Raiders is hilarious. But yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan without Julio, not good. Falcons without Julio by extension, not good. Like <laughs> Calvin Early had a fine day, but Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan doing the same fucking pick twice, dude. It was so tilting. <laughs> Oh man, it was so dumb. Do you man. think like they'll they'll move off of him? I mean, Russell Gage looks pretty good on that quote. I don't know, he looks pretty good on the pass. They reckon going to him, but <sighs> I don't think they're going to move off of Ryan. I don't know. I <clears throat> I mean, I, they could if I they want to blow it up. I think they should. And it's not just reactionary. Like he's been losing his his deep ball has gone down. Like, it's been deteriorating anyway the past couple of years, and I think... I, like, I know he has not had Julio all year, and, like, he's had some good games, but I think getting out early is always better than getting out late. Like, he's 35. Like, if some team is like, hey, we want a veteran quarterback to try to put this together, like, I if I were the Falcons, I would... Because, like, I mean, like, before the trade deadline, there was, like, stuff about them maybe trading him and Julio. I figured Ryan is more likely than Julio. <clears> but if they can trade Matt Ryan and, like, actually get something for him, <clears throat> I would do that for sure. Just because... I mean, if I'm the Niners, I'm like, hey... Oh, yes. That would be perfect. Give bring, me Matt Ryan. Bring and we'll and yeah. you are first rounder next year. Because, yeah. you know, we've been getting good value out of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might be tough just because, like, the contract's still really tough next year. But then in 2020 and 2023, it's a lot easier. So they might keep him another year and be stuck with him. I don't know. But not stuck with him. You know, yeah. They might not, they I'm might kind not be of able to move anticipating him. they'll have him one more year and yeah. they'll probably draft a quarterback. Yeah, that, will, that makes the most sense. Like them, like I could totally see them drafting someone this year and like putting him mm-hmm. behind Matt Ryan to be like, all right, you're going to, you know, wait a bit. Right. Because they seem pretty directionless right now. Yeah, oh, like, no. Yeah. They're, is, they're in fucking right. like. What, they're honestly, in limbo yeah what i'm trying to think purgatory there we go yeah that's yeah there before. you go purgatory limbo. like trying to like the, uh, like, like are they trying to win are they trying to lose are they trying to rebuild are Changes they trying tweak. to see what they got like it just duh. yeah because julio like when he's healthy he's still amazing <laughs> but the health has been the hardest part the last couple of years like really super good but that's about it like you've got some <laughs> defensive talent they're always injured like full lines got a lot of talent but again injured like they just need a lot. They need help. They need help. So yeah, I think they really need like a strong GM. Like yeah, really that's going to be so GM. important. The GM hire is going to determine their fate for the next. Well, obviously for the next decade, I guess in general. But like, if they fuck up the GM hire, like this team could turn out really bad for a while. I was, to be honest, a little surprised they fired their GM. Oh yeah, I, I, I kind of liked a- it. That took me all. Like, that, that took me by surprise too. I was caught off guard when I saw he was also gone. I was like, "Wow, that was like a big move." Because like, I don't think that personnel has been the issue at all. It's just been. No. It's just been like I mean, they got defense, but like, 
the offense has been mostly fine. Like, I mean, this year has been down some. Like, the defense, like, has its moments, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I didn't expect the the GM to get canned. Like, Dimitrov, like, Dimitrov's getting interviews, too. Like, he's, like, he got a Lions interview and stuff. Like, he'll land somewhere for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to him either as on Rich Eisen, maybe. I think it was Rich Eisen. It might have been with Kyle Brenn on Good Morning Football. But, I, you know, I've seen him on a few shows, and I really, you know, liked what he had to say and thought he had a really good head on his shoulders like i'm like oh this guy knows what he's doing and then he got fired and i'm like oh well i mean you know it's not working it's not working but he's gonna end up somewhere so he's gonna yeah he's gonna go somewhere and i don't yeah i think he's a pretty decent gm yeah because like he and he and riddick have interviewed the lions job like i wonder i don't know if if riddick's interview for the falcons or not but he'll end up somewhere too which i'm curious where he lines up so like what like the like the like appeal of like bringing in like media guys as like GMs lately. Like I don't know if there's like like I did the Raiders start the trend or what? Or teams just realizing like oh some of these guys are actually smart. You know I'm not sure. I think part of it is the lack of um, candidates that are established. Yeah. Um, or like I, t- I think teams just don't want retreads anymore. Like that's part of it too. Yeah, no, I, I mean, every team is trying to kind of get younger and more mm-hmm. modern. Um, but there's all, there's not a whole lot of, like, and maybe it's just head coaches, but there's not a whole lot of hiring candidates from, like, years past that had storied careers and are just kind of waiting for someone to pick them up. Like, you've got, like, Bill Cower, basically. Mm. <laughs> but for the most part, like, your head coach GM positions, there's – like they're kind of looking now at the younger generations. There's not like they kind of have to take shots on people. Yeah, you you can only retread so much before you say, okay, this guy's been a bad defensive coordinator on six different teams. Like, why are we making him our head coach? Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain point where it's just like, all right, fuck this. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll move on to the next game here. Washington at San Fran. This was a split one. Uh, Washington ended up winning, which barely because once Haskins came in. The uh, that I was like, are the Niners gonna make this a game because they scored, got it with one more touchdown, but then uh, Mullins is just bad. Then Mullins was just bad, yeah. That was a little worrisome. Haskins coming in. Um, Smith though looks like he's okay, looks like he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Washington cool. D, the Washington D, Washington D got two touchdowns, right? Yeah, they got a, they got a, Young. yeah, Excuse Chase me. Young fumble, and then the uh. Cameron Curl interception. So yeah, they got two defensive touchdowns. Oof, bob, oof. Yeah, which they, I guess you kind of need if you got Dwayne Haskins in there, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, so Alex Smith went down. It, it seems like it wasn't that serious. I hope he can play this week because, wow, like, uh, this team is not a not a good time if he's not in. He, he didn't practice today, which we're recording Thursday. Um, so, yeah, if he's not able to go, it's Dwayne Haskins, I guess. Ugh. So, <laughs> who's the next guy after him? I think it's like Tyler Heineke, Heineke. I hope it's Steven Montez. That'd be at least be interesting. I don't see anyone. I just see Alex Smith, Haskins, Kyle Allen. Yeah, it'll be someone off the practice squad because they they protected Heineke and Steven Montez on the practice squad. So they they would have they're going to have to bring one of them up. To I would love to see Montez. Yeah, he's kind of interesting because he like I mean rookie, big arm, so big arm from like a not a big school. Yeah. Oh, Colorado. Colorado or like Colorado State. It's like yeah, it's something like that. It might be just Colorado. Uh, yep, Colorado. There we go. So, yeah, like not a big school or a well, you know, known 
football school, but you know, I see, I hear the hot take siren Te- coming on in. Steven Montez, Te- Steven or Steve? Uh, Steven with a V. So he's Steve. V. So you can, you can be Steve. Oh, there's the hot take siren. Any hot takes for Steven Montez? <laughs> Steven Montez will come in and out before Dwayne Haskins. Man. <laughs> I mean, that's not a high bar, but anyway. that's a lukewarm take. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so this game, um, I, I mean, it was gross. Like the Washington didn't even have to do much because defensive touchdowns. Nick Mullins is not good. Um, let's, I mean, like Brandon Ayuk was solid because Debo got hurt right away. So Ayuk shorted the load. Which Ayuk's been the best rookie receiver. I didn't expect to be this good this early. I because like my my initial reaction to Ayuk was why did they take him there? But mm-hmm. no, he's been great. Same. So. Because I'm like he's like he's like he's a Debo clone. Like why? Um, and I guess that's okay actually. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. With Debo has been really just injured all year. Yeah. So yeah, Ayuk's been balling out. I mean, they just got to get him the ball in his hands, and he is electric. And then Moster, uh, I think he got evaluated for concussion, and like I think he got MR on his ankle. Like he's been, I think he's banged up. So we may get Jeff Wilson next week. I don't know. Which he's been getting, you know, work anyway, but. He, he might start next week, depending on Mostert's um, health. But this game was kind of what we thought gross. Yeah. <laughs> Not a whole gross. lot to it. <laughs> Close and gross. Yeah. And I think I think without Alex Smith, the only, like, I think it ruins McLaurin. Uh, I think Logan Thomas is still somewhat viable because he had some good games with Haskins. It was just, like, sometimes Haskins misses him a ton. So I think he is... Still playable, and like I guess maybe McKissick just because he's the running back while Gibson's out, and then he gets thinking he messes with the targets too. But it's it makes it a lot less enticing to play any Washington player while he's in. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't Haskins just kind of hyper target McLaurin? I'm uh, not saying they would complete, but yeah, I mean, let me check because I uh, I guess they didn't really have other options when they were both playing. Yeah, because he together. was yeah. So Haskins got the first four games basically of the year, and McLaurin got a lot of targets, but I don't know if the production was there or not. Take a look. Um, yeah, it was kind of there. I mean, if you get enough targets, he had sixty-one yards, one twenty-five and one, eighty-three yards, and one eighteen yards. So I mean, yeah, like maybe he'll hyper target him. We'll see. But it's Dwayne Haskins hyper targets, so it's still not like. <laughs> Lovely. The only thing I'll say is if Alex Smith is not in, J.D. McKissick loses all of his value. <laughs> yeah, like, I was looking at, like, the uh, play-by-play at Haskins, and he still did dump it off to McKissick, but not, it's not nearly as much. Like, you don't have the dump-off king. <laughs> the dump-off king, baby. Yeah, and we'll get to the dump king in a little bit. But before that, we had Pittsburgh at Buffalo. We took Pittsburgh. We were wrong. Um, Buffalo came to play. Um, they outplayed Pittsburgh, which didn't didn't Pittsburgh like end up being down to their last five linemen on the active roster by the end of this game, right? I think so. Yeah. They are so, getting pretty beat up there. Yeah, they lost like two or three linemen during the game, pretty much, and then like they, they're just gonna get a goal on they had some dropsies, which it's now Deontay Dropson. <laughs> I don't know if he's spent too much time with Ebron. Uh, if Deontay is too close to Dante, isn't Dante Moncrief and he's cursed? Like I I don't know, um, but. Yeah, Deontay going to Ebron to learn how to catch. Yeah, <laughs> you have, yo man, how do you like? How do you just make sure you don't drop it? And Ebron's like, man, I just close my eyes. <laughs> <And that always> <laughs> <works>. <laughs> <But>. Really? <laughs> 
Um, I think it's funny. The thing we were gambling on happening uh, and why we picked the Steelers was the exact thing that did not happen and Correct. why they lost, which was we predicted that their run game would finally get back on track this game against Buffalo's bad run defense. And instead, it was absolutely non-existent. It was dreadful. It was so bad. Yeah. It's it, it's a state it, as bad. It got worse actually. So it was the worst. It was James Conner ten carries, eighteen yards bad. It was it was forty-seven yards of total rushing. Like it was bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that's because of the linemen being out. I don't know, but like that's pretty concerning. Yeah, like the game was. <laughs> close for the whole first half and then even the second half buffalo scores right away but it's still close but and then they just yeah they just abandon the run because i mean if it doesn't work i get it so yeah but um at some point you know the lead you gotta cut into it you yeah. can't just run it uh juju had a solid game ended up being kind of circle target pretty much mm-hmm. um they got they got pressure on uh bed in this game which i guess when the linemen go down it makes it a little easier to do and then Diggs balled out um, oh man, Diggs! Yeah, he, second half he just took over. Like that was his game in the second half. He went destroyed. nuts. Yeah, and then I know we talked about Knox. He had a serviceable game, four for thirty-four. So you know, if you're scrounging the way of our first tight end, maybe you uh, got lucky if he worked out for you. But um, yeah, the Steelers just were bad. They were just bad. <laughs> Hard to say how that's going to play out for them in the future. If they don't get that line and run game fixed, they're going to be in some hot water, my friend. And yeah. my uh, hot take of the year that they would lose, they would win their first two against the Ravens, but lose to them in the playoffs is going strong. <laughs> yeah, they get the Bengals next week, so they have a get-right game. Yeah, they have a get-right um, game. I, they will not lose to the Bengals. Um, and then, let's see, they get the Colts. So, like... Two weeks ago, I would have said Steelers for sure. Now I'm not as sure. Um, and then they had the Browns, week 17, which that'll be a good game. That'll matter, actually, too. Yeah. So. Mac, do you imagine if the Browns win the division? Dude, that'd be so fucking funny. Um, oh, gosh. And then uh, before we move on to that last game, uh, I do want to say back to the MVP candidates. Josh Allen, even if he doesn't win, he deserves votes for MVP. Like, I. I, I as someone who was the furthest thing from a Josh Allen truther, like I've, I'm pretty sure I've been on the podcast, I've been wrong, and like he's developed a lot, and even this season, you like it's some of the development's been obvious. Um, he he deserves some MVP votes this year, I think. Even, I think he does deserve some. I think Diggs deserves some too. <laughs> Dude, Diggs is and whoever decide, like maybe Brandon Bean or whoever yeah. the GM. Yeah, the GM, yeah, GM of the year, like bringing in Diggs, perfect, like. I heard someone mention like that, like the digs for that pick, aka digs for Jefferson, as was such a win-win trade. Like both teams gotta be thrilled right now. Like, yeah, so. no, I'm, that's that's pretty awesome. Usually, it doesn't work out so well for both teams. Yeah, but it was both are super happy. So, but yeah, Josh Allen's been playing really well. He obviously Mahomes like is way ahead in passing yards, but Mahomes is like, or let me see, let me check out the like. Uh, I was looking at the passing yards. I think he's like fifth in passing yards. But, I mean, that doesn't always matter, per se, because it's kind of based on the offense and game flow and stuff sometimes. It's just the pure yards. He is... My preseason bet was that Josh Allen would finish the year with the most passing yards. Yeah. He's at 3641, because, like, so Mahomes is at 4200, and then there's a big clump yeah. after him. Like, it's just, like, a huge drop-off, yeah. which, I mean, makes sense. 
Because Watson, yeah, good. I mean, six hundred yards is he's yeah. not going to catch that. But, but Josh Allen, I mean, like his every the everything else is what's impressive for me. At least all like in regards to him specifically, like uh, completion percentage rounds up to sixty nine. Huh? Uh, 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's all his passing. And then obviously he contributes a lot more rushing too. Like, <clears throat> well, I think he's got like, he's got six rushing touchdowns, 350 rushing yards. Uh, I think he has a couple fumbles probably, but I mean, like he's been playing super well this year. Like I, I think he at least deserves like, and like at least one MVP though. Like he's got to get at least one. So <laughs> he deserves one. But yeah. then again, there were years where Russ didn't get one at all. And we yeah. Like, well, R- Russ better get at least some votes this year. <laughs> he better. He might, yeah, I think he hasn't gotten a vote yet. Yeah, and that was the whole big narrative. And right, he's had. I think he's thrown too many picks, and the Seahawks have been not like great enough that he won't win it. But he should get the votes. And I think I think Rogers. I, I forgot to mention earlier, but he's kind of the only. He and Mahomes are the two that are. It's going to be one of them at this point, I assume. Yeah. Um. I don't know who. I feel like Mahomes is more is the almost a more fun vote, but maybe like they don't they don't want repeats. I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you Packers get the uh, they get the Panthers this week, so yeah, that that'll help him. Yeah, I hope someone's upset outside. But, <laughs> someone's uh, upset. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, lastly, we had Baltimore at Cleveland in what was the game of the week for sure, and then a strong candidate for game of the year. I think I can say that it is the best Browns game I've ever watched. And yes. I've watched a good amount of them. I've and gone is... to some Jets Browns games. <laughs> I've seen two Jets Browns games live. I, you know, this this was the best Browns performance I've ever seen. Yeah, and this might have been one of the best games I've seen Baker play. Even like, even if like the completion percentage wasn't great and stuff, like this is probably the best I've seen Baker look or close to it. By the end of the game, they didn't even look upset that they lost. They were just like, "It's over." Yeah, oh this my game God, was this game air. was bonkers. This Holy was, moly. This game was scripted by WWE. Oh my <laughs> God. The way everything came down. I got to catch the last quarter. And yeah, because it, it went forever. It was such coaster. a long game, dude. Holy moly. Um, Lamar Jackson starts cramping. Which I muscle am that my was shit. cramping? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which muscle baby. it was? Was it his intestines or his hamstring was cramping? <laughs> Not sure. But he was cramping, so he had to come out. And Trace McSorley comes in, and then Trace McSorley gets hurt on fourth down, and who comes out but Lamar comes, you know, jogging out of the locker room, feeling pretty good, you know, like he's got, a, you know, five pounds off his back. <laughs> he throws a beautiful little pass to Marquise Brown, who houses it. Oh, man, this is such a good game. Yeah, and... So, because McSorley's first drive, um, maybe first or second, he, Hollywood, wide open, third down, going to be a conversion, drops it. And that, at that moment, I got so fucking concerned about, well, my fantasy matchup, because I had, I needed Lamar to, you know, stay set, like, however many points ahead of Chubb and Landry. You know, Chubb has a good start. Lamar's a good start, too. And when I saw Lamar was out, was, like, was in the locker room with cramps, I got so nervous. I was, you know... Walking around, pacing around, standing up, <laughs> you know, and drilling oh way God. high. And then yeah, Lamar comes in, throws a touchdown. I'm like, holy moly, this man is absurd. <laughs> he ran for 124 yards and two touchdowns on nine carries. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was bonkers. He made Jonathan Joseph look so bad, so stupid, like a silly little dumb boy. Um, <laughs> put him on skates at least once. 
yeah it was this was this game was great like everything about it was great chubb did well which it was it, it hurt me in my heart to have to root against chubb in, in the one league just because i love chubb i'm like all right i'll just severely root against landry like hunt did well right <laughs> yeah this great game like dobbins got involved which mark ingram only got like one snap so i think that's relevant because it's a two-headed backfield pretty much i think in this backfield you know mm-hmm. a two-person splits enough probably um yeah, they got <laughs> five of the Ravens' touchdowns were rushes. Like Gus got two, Dobbins got yeah, weren't one. Weren't there Lamar nine two. rushing touchdowns in the game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Chubb had two, Han had one, Baker had one. Yeah, and that five for the Ravens, which is hilarious. So many rushing touchdowns, which is so AFC North. And then Hollywood, after having a pretty bad game, reels in that touchdown, which he bought. <laughs> Jay Watt pointed this out, but he body catches so much he doesn't have enough body to body catch. <laughs> so, yeah. But wow, what a game, dude! Holy moly! I yeah. Uh... Ooh, it was nuts. I'm glad they're getting Dobbins in, where he's finally, I think, the running back. Yeah, he's the main Which... guy. He's getting the most touches and snaps now. Which he should be. We've been rooting on that all year. He's so good. He's so good. Yep. Because so good. This week. Ah. Uh... Uh, Baltimore's gonna win out. They're gonna make the playoffs. Ah. Uh, yeah. We said they would, and this was basically the toughest game for them. And they still pulled it out. Yeah, and in in a super close game, Dobbins got sixty two percent of the snaps. Gus got about twenty seven percent, and then you know one for Mark Ingram and a few for Justice Hill in passing situations. <clears throat> so, oh man, what a game! Yeah, man, <laughs> this was, I, it was I so great. I want to say, I I was going to mention this earlier. The one narrative that is uh, against Lamar. <laughs> having to go number two as they say um the narrative against that is that i think there's a possibility that he doesn't come back in if mcsorley uh doesn't get hurt or at least not nearly that quickly yeah which... i kind of think what happened is he was getting massaged and pretty thoroughly and then mcsorley went down and it was pretty obvious that he wasn't going to be able to play and they were like lamar we need you man like are you okay and he's like yeah and yeah. so they, he was saying yeah. he was getting like he said he was getting like ticked off i know that was his exact phrase and he said ticked off not pissed off but <laughs> yeah he was like i get ticked off he's like he's already like starting to go back out and then once McSorley goes down, he's like, he's like, I started going faster. He's like, all right, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he, he said that, um, so those two throws he air pretty much airmailed before going into the uh, locker room. He said his arm was cramping up and like, that would make sense if that's the case. Like if he was cramping a lot and his like arm was cramping and he was like, cause he had that one, he missed speed on that one where he just totally airmailed Andrews and he was wide open for a touchdown. Like, so if, if his arm was cramping up on those throws, that would make sense why they were bad and then why, he, you know, he actually was cramping and he had to go to the locker room. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he got an IV. He had the IV on his arm. Like, you know, you could yeah, see they the had tape. They had the thing. Yeah. That was, that was kind of the giveaway. It's like, okay, I love the poop narrative. <laughs> it's hilarious. But Twitter came together for it. Yes. Absolutely. One of the funniest things I've ever witnessed. RG3 just immediately outing him. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It's memes. Yeah, so uh, one funny thing. So um, Q, uh, so they came up with QBR back in 2006. Um, since then, okay. there have been 10 games. So it's out of 100, the QBR is. It kind of has created an account for rushing more from the quarterbacks just because, you know, rushing quarterbacks got more popular over the last couple of decades. And so 
the there have been 10 games that have been 99.5 or better since 2006 and Lamar Jackson has four of them wow last night was one of them and then um you know opener at Miami last year um then get Cincy in against the Rams he's had uh games of 99.5 or higher QBR out of 100 wow so pretty yeah like when he's on he's on like so that he just has some of those games where he's just like is the clearly best player on the field mm-hmm. yeah I mean I <laughs> I oh I think I got sick of hearing the narrative that like the Ravens he's not like the quarterback for them like of the oh, future I'm like their entire so offense is built yeah. around Lamar and his play style like yeah. come on yeah he looks solid this game like he was running like we got used to seeing this game too which was promising so what a week what a week um but before we leave you all we've got the thursday night game to preview um the chargers at the raiders right now i've got the raiders um the chargers are probably down mike williams um keenan allen might play so al sanker's probably gonna play keenan allen's like a game time decision that will probably be decided once the uh like right when you get this podcast uploaded um yeah, that's my the only reason I haven't made a pick yet is I'm I don't know who all is playing so far. Yeah, I assume like, it seems like no Mike Williams and then probably Austin Eckler and then from there it's like okay we'll keep an eye on play, which I I think he will. But okay, it looks like Eckler is expected to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everyone's Keenan saying Allen, like everyone's saying if Keenan Allen plays, they will be limited. won't have him. Yeah, if they yeah. do, he'll likely be limited. Which okay, okay I, I, I think that report might be. Like, there's no way they play Keenan Allen if he's not like good to go. Like if Keenan right. Allen plays, he's fine. And then Mike Williams is not expected to play. Yeah, okay, so you've kind of thing. got Eckler and then a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. So I think it does open up some streaming with like uh, Tyron Johnson kind of thing. But I, Jalen Guyton, wasn't he a favorite of Herbert's like in some of those weeks? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Tyron Johnson got a lot of looks when Mike Williams went out like really early last week. Okay. But yeah, Guyton, like Guyton's gotten some long bombs throughout the season from uh, Herbert. That's pretty much been like his role as the occasional just like chuck it. Because he had that game where he got like a 72-yard bomb. He's got like... Didn't he exclusively have bombs? Pretty much, yeah, like a 49, a 70. Like, he's yeah. got a lot of really long plays this year, but not much else. Not a whole lot of receptions, but like some big plays. Yeah. But like, well, they uh, are playing the Raiders. I, that is true. But yeah, Tyron Johnson um, last week ended up getting seven targets in a game that Mike Williams like pretty much didn't play. So, got 755 and a touchdown. Sorry, seven targets, six receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown last week. And he's also oh, gotten right. some long bombs with 53, 50, 54 previously. So there you go. So yeah, I'm not sure. Like the uh, target guy. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure because, like, I've heard, like, you know, people like KJ Hill, Joe Reed. I have no clue how it's going to fill in, depending on who is and isn't in. So it's a risk regardless of who you pick there. Like, I would say, like, I would say don't take the risk in season long. Like, in daily, it's yeah. different, but like season long, I wouldn't roll with one of those guys. But I think on both sides of this game, like, it's the, the story is the running backs. In my opinion, mm-hmm. like a Jacobs and Eckler should have solid games. In my opinion, Eck, yeah, I mean if Eckler's good to go, he's got the good run matchup. And then yeah. same, really on the flip side, because I think the Chargers' run defense has been oh, getting it's so worse. Bad. It's the truth. As the yeah. yeah, as the years gone on, it's gotten worse and worse. Like in terms of ranking, but it's just become more exposed. I think. 
Yeah, it's not. Uh, Josh Jacobs should have a really good matchup mm-hmm. too. Aside from them, so no rugs because COVID. Um, we've got Aguilar and obviously even Darren Waller. He's a given. Aguilar and Renfro. Who do you prefer of those two? Do you think the Aguilar trend continues, or do you think uh, Renfro kind of shows up here? I think I like Aguilar. I'm a big Renfro guy, but um, you. I mean, we are talking about the Chargers who have Chris Harris Jr. I tend to not play. Yeah. Against Chris Harris Jr., even if it's not what he's primarily doing, I think he's just got a good nose for it in general. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to play against him. Lean Aguilar, who's had a decent year for the Raiders, quite frankly. Yeah, um, which is hilarious. Yeah, I think I would lean Aguilar. Would you say Waller he's a banger or a stream though? I think Aguilar is probably a banger. Which feels weird to say, but yeah. I kind of agree. He's getting a lot of targets, dude. It's so weird. He's getting a lot of targets, and he's not dropping balls. And we're, you know, the Chargers' defense is. They was the babies. He was catching them, unlike Aguilar. No, yeah, last <laughs> last four games: nine, eleven, six, nine targets. Like he's getting the ball a bunch, and yeah, he's that's had. A lot of uh, yeah, he's had two twenty-point PPR games over the last four weeks. So. Ooh, he's been pretty solid so like if you're hurting like he's a good pick um i think especially if you need that upside yeah i think that yeah too he does have upside which is kind of funny to say about Aguilar. <laughs> yeah if keenan's allen's in i think you play him just because i don't i kind of don't think they're gonna play him if he's not like fine enough to play most of the game he given where the season herbert is herbert just absolutely targets the shit out yeah of i expect herbert to have a great game regardless of who's playing so like you might get a <laughs> lot of some of these secondary guys or you might get a lot of like herbert or not herbert sorry herbert uh what's his name hunter henry other ages right i, I had the h in my brain and i went back to where i started <laughs> but hmm. i yeah there yeah, are gonna be a bunch of touchdowns to a bunch of people that you're like who? Yeah, no. Like Her- I think Herbert like is still a really good play this week, just because the Raiders are missing like Damon Arnett, Jonathan Abram, Clellan Farrell. Like they're all out. Oof. Yeah, no. Watch Nicholas it be Morrow. like you know, touchdown to Donald Parham and <laughs> yeah. touchdown to KJ Hill and Jalen Guyton and hey, that that's a XFL star uh, Donald Parham. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he was really good in the XFL when there that was go. around for half a year back in the day. Yeah, but. Yeah, if you're super desperate, like hopefully you can play Aguilar instead of like Tyron Johnson. That would be um unfortunate situation, but we'll know in like 30 minutes who is <laughs> playing, which is unfortunately like right when the podcast gets uploaded. So for now, I'm taking the Raiders, even assuming uh, Keenan Allen plays. I think I have to take the Raiders because Raiders. Chargers just find ways to lose. Yeah, the Raiders actually need to win. The Raiders well. do need to win. I don't know if I like. I'm expecting Herbert to have a. It's tough. Like I'm expecting Herbert to have a good game. I'm not expecting the Raiders' defense to be very good. I just kind of think that as a whole, the Chargers are. If we're going off of last week, significantly worse of a run team in like almost every facet than like the Colts, for yeah. instance. Oh, for sure. Even though I would take their Herb, their their Herbert, I would take their quarterback <laughs> any day of the week. I'm gonna take your Herbert. Take your Herbert. Not my Herbie. <laughs> but yes, it? yeah, I would love if the Raiders had Herbert, but mm. at least this this current Herbert we see. I don't know if the Raiders drafted him if he'd be this Herbert or not. Well, that's true. So, but 
Yeah, this game, I'm looking forward to it. It should be pretty high scoring. I want to see what the Vegas odds are on it. Without looking, it's probably like a 52 over under, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, yep, exactly, 52. 52? Yep, that's the word. It, it, it's dropped some. It's 52, and Raiders are favored by three and a half. So. Bada bing, bada boom. But, um, thank you all for uh, tuning in, and we will be back soon with our uh, week 15 preview.